The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so we're going to round off the show looking at the issue of debt. Uh, I know nobody likes to talk about debt, but we have to talk about it. And in particular, we're looking at reckless lending. Sebastian Alexanderson is the CEO of the National Debt Advisors. And he's warning that indebted consumers, uh, that he's warning rather indebted consumers about legislation meant to deal with reckless lending and how it works will not cover those who have falsified information when applying for a loan. Sebastian, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, South Africa. Let's talk about how often we see falsified information on loan application forms. Well, I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about loans, you know. Yeah. Um, let's talk about borrowing loans. Let's talk about the psyche of the person borrowing the loan, you know. For most of us, we know that when we turn 18, we need to get some sort of credit because we need to build that credit because we've got to buy a home one day, have a family, and get all those ingredients that make us, that make a happy life. Mm. Uh, and along the way, you know, we, learn, we start to learn about loan applications. And we start to learn about, and depending on, uh, on your income at the time, on your level of credit at the time, on how you behave at the time, we start to learn about what kind of banks will lend us money, why they'll lend us money, we make, and we start to learn why they won't lend us money. Um, and surrounding all that is this beautiful piece of legislature called the National Credit Act, which was only introduced late in 2015, um, sorry, in 2008, sorry, and, uh, 2008, updated in 2012, um, to be put into place to protect us, the consumers, um, from trying to overborrow when borrowing, um, and to stop the banks from trying to lend us too much money and getting mm-hmm. us into too much trouble. And, 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 and that's an important context to have. Now, how many people, on the one hand, who are applying for loans are, of course, taking the risk of not putting the right information on, on those loan forms simply because they feel, well, if I say this, I might not get it? Exactly. You know, I think every single one of you listening um, can sort of relate, you know, when you're sitting there and, and uh, you know, all of us, every single one of us, when we're sat there, when we used to sit in front of the bank teller back in the day, now we do it online and we fill in those questions. You know, a lot of us skip the little, the little truths, like how many children do I have? Oh, I'm not going to put any children in there because it'll, it'll lower my, uh, it'll up the amount of money I need to spend. Or maybe I'll tell, maybe I'll tell the bank I earn more money. Now, in saying that, the banks have an obligation to check your income. Mm. But recently, the, there was a piece of, there was a, there was a judgment recently, I can't, I, I, the date escapes me, but it was about, about two years ago, where in this circumstance, where you as the consumer want to apply for a loan, but you don't have bank statements and you don't have pay slips, there was, there was a circumstance where the, the, the magistrates have allowed for you to be able to self-declare your income. So, you know, if we can, you know, if we, if we can just shine a light on that and kind of just re, reconstitute that. Mm. The bank's job is to try to lend you as much money as possible. You know, we think that we think that the bank and to, and to save your money and to help you grow your money. But most of all, they make money by borrowing money to you and they will lend you as much money as possible because they make money on the interest. They make money on the administration fees. They make money when you when you when you're late on your payments. My banks are money making machines. You know, and they love lending money. 
So the the government put in a beautiful piece of legislation, the National Credit Act, which, although I did say it was late um, in the grander scheme of of world standards, it did allow South Africa to take the best parts of the credit acts around the world in order to give the consumers here in South Africa one of the best protections um, from a legislative point of view when it comes to borrowing money, uh, the rules around borrowing money and repaying money that I've ever seen in the world. And I've, I've worked in the UK, I've worked in Canada, Done campaigns in Australia, and South Africa has got one of the best legislations when it comes to when it comes to that. So, you know, in saying that, when we're bor- when we're borrowing money, it becomes super important that we say the right things so mm-hmm. that we don't put ourselves in a position where we're going to overborrow, and then one day, sure enough, life gets in the way. Kathy, you know it. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. If you've got kids, it gets in the way double as much. Mm. Um, and you get yourself in a position where you can no longer repay that money. Now, you know, and if, if, and if somewhere along the way you need help, right? And the, there's two ways that people, there's basically the only way that we really know how to get out of debt for most of us. I mean, I'd say for a lot of people because of a lack of, um, a lack of, of consumer education that, that, that we've done in the past is to borrow our way out of money, you know? So, if my if payments are too high, I'll just borrow over a longer period of time. Mm. But eventually, those options run out, and if you get stuck, there's a there's the, you know there's another way to consolidate your debt, and that's to go through a debt counselor. And the debt counselor will look at all of those debts, they'll look at all your finances, they'll consolidate everything into one affordable lower repayment. They'll cut the interest rate, they'll freeze the interest rate, they'll save, they'll they'll, they'll um, protect your assets, and they will also look to see if any of the banks had done anything recklessly along the way to put you into that situation. Mm. So effectively, when it comes to the issue of whether you are able to access that protection that is afforded in the legislation, it requires that every single thing that you have submitted as part of your form um, is actually true. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the crux, you know, like, look, we, I mean, we've been, I've, I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, I, was a, I, was a, I was an expert in reckless lending and unenforceable credit agreements when I worked in the UK and I came over here and I saw some of the things that were happening. I was like, wow, mm. you know, these banks were getting away with a lot for a long period of time because they can lend you up to 70% of your income. Now, if you're earning 100,000 rand a month, that's probably okay. But if you're only earning 5,000 rand a month, mm. You don't have any money left over to pay for food. Mm, mm, so mm. it's, um, yeah, the information that goes on the application. And look, as a debt counselor, right, one of our jobs, first thing we, we ask you, why are you in this position? You know, mm. is it something that happened overnight? Did you lose a partner? Did you lose a job? Did something, did you have an accident? Um, how do we go to the creditors and, and renegotiate and give them the reason? What's the reason? Or is this something that happened over a period of time, which indicates that the banks could have been lending you money that you shouldn't, you couldn't afford to pay back if you'd maxed out your cards. So from, we are the debt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From from your experience, Sebastian, uh, I know you mentioned the issue of, of of children earlier, but what are the most common things that people lie about uh, on on these application forms? <laughs> income. <laughs> it's always income, and mm. you know what? The the, the 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 weirdest thing is, you know, even when, you, even when people are speaking to a debt counsellor, right? So people, I speak, to, I speak to hundreds of people a week, hundreds of people a week. We, our company speaks to thousands of people a week. 
end, I would say that 35% of the people we speak to either don't know or pretend not to know what their actual income is and will mm-hmm. lie about it by an additional, maybe, let's not, use it, let's not use the word lie. They won't even lie. They'll just, they just, people just think they, or they earn more, you know, because they, they, people, people just, people always look at the after tax, what, what, what ends up in their bank account. But then mm-hmm. they go, okay, well, before tax, I earn mm, this much. And when we get their pay slips, you know, and we've got, and we've, we, we know we're going to, they know we're going to ask them for their pay slips. So, and 30% of the time, if not more, they're mm. out by about 30, 30 to 30, 25 to 30%. So people, people believe that they earn more money, um, not maliciously, just because, or just because, you know, in conversation, maybe at the last minute I get embarrassed and I tell you a little bit more, or maybe, uh, I, I don't know. But when it comes to income and asking people about their income, most, most people don't know how to put it all together, especially if you've got car allowances and cell phones in, in your contract mm, and all sorts mm, of things. Mm. So it is slightly complicated. And the, and the questions that they ask when at the application time can be complicated. But the bottom line is, Kathy, we all know how much money we take home. Um, and we should definitely be careful when filling out those forms. Because when we, as a debt counselor, get a hold of all your credit and you said, look, I don't know how I got myself into this position. I'm over indebted. I've, I've got this store card, this credit card. The debt just kept coming. Um, and I've been paying interest for years. I'm not going anywhere. And we go, okay, we're going to contact each one of your creditors and we're going to see if any of them had acted recklessly. Um, and if they have, we could take that to court and we can get it set aside so that you don't have to pay for it. Now, this isn't the get out of jail free card. Mm. Don't don't start calling debt counselors and asking for reckless lending applications. But um, there are many, many circumstances where people should not have been lent money. And what we're finding when we go to the bank and we go, show us your affordability assessments or else, and they send it to us. Mm. And in a lot of circumstances, we're finding that the consumers are the ones who have declared um, not in every circumstance, but in a few circumstances, people are declaring more income than they had or, the, or their expenditures not adding up to what, you know, you, you're not spending 100 rand on clothes per month for three children. It's impossible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I hear you, Sebastian. Thank you so much for, for coming onto the show. He's the CEO of National Debt Advisors, Sebastian Alexanderson, there with important advice to keep in mind because I think the long-term effects are detrimental, especially if you find yourself in a bit of trouble. All right, a couple of WhatsApp voice notes and then we get ready to hand you over to Sakina Kamwendo. Don't forget that we also have that all-important briefing coming up this afternoon. Guys, on the day of a verdict, 24 hours later, another gun down of a young girl this time. Something's going on in the USA. Good morning, Katni, and the listeners of SAFM. Um, my name is Dutus Gunan from St. Wendel in Gwasand in Devon. Katie, I am waiting for Mr. Tsoiko Sekwale today to, to give us more details uh, regarding those uh, billions that were meant for the poor people of South Africa. We want to hear exactly what's happened with those funds. I hope he's not uh, going to be using this uh, uh, opportunity to, to revive his uh, political career. I hope he, he has all the facts before, his, before him. 
Let's just wait until 2 o'clock and hear what the explosive will be. Thanks very much. Good morning, Siskethi. I'm very interested in hearing uh, the side of Togose Hualus, um when he addresses the media to, to today. Because what has been trending was uh, how he has been scammed and all that. Let's hear his side of the story as well. And then let's also um, bring that on the table for discussion before we conclude that he was scammed. Because uh, I, I strongly believe that there's something to it. It's not only the scam, there's something to it. But let's wait for his side of the story as well. And then before we conclude, because I think we, we concluded without really taking um, into consideration his side of the story. So let us just wait for that media briefing. I hope that it's going to come out and it's, uh, some of the things are going to be clear there. Thank you. Hi, this is Katie. Uh, I, uh, I don't know, I'm out of words, actually. You know, every day you have engineers, qualified engineers, standing on the side of the road, holding plot cards, you know. Good morning, Cathy. It's Musa Zunela from Devon here. On an issue of uh, Cuban engineers, I was listening to Elvis Presley's show this morning. He was interviewing a spokesperson for water and sanitation. He did admit that those Cuban engineers were not hired because we have a skill shortage in our country, but they were hired because the ANC government is servicing their friendship uh, between them and Cuba. And they are doing this uh, at a time when our unemployment rate is is very high. Unfortunately, we do forget about these atrocities every time when we go to the polls. Like on the 27th of October, we are going to vote. We're going to. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, I hope the political squabble happening in Northwest should not end in tears like what we have seen in KZN and. and and Pumalang, where the political infighting becomes a real death. So I hope China Dodovu and his crew will be able to manage uh, 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 the wave of, of, of trying to remove um, Supra. Because uh, the fight of, 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 of China Dodovu and, and Supra has been there for quite some time. So this time, uh, China have got a... Um, a big support. It's Calvin Bizen Malamle. All right, it's just gone midday. Sakina Kamwendo is up next with the update at noon.